You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Good day, Bruce. How are you? Well, I see you alive. Doing better today. Uh, actually got a decent amount of sleep. So. I'm glad you're doing better. Today, I'm not doing so hot. I decided that I was going to get started on my day today, and I just went straight for it, and I realized about an hour ago, oh man, I didn't have any coffee this morning, which would explain the headache all day and the loss of energy and all the rest of it. So yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting podcast. We were not here yesterday. As some of you probably noticed, uh, we had replayed one of our previous podcasts, and that's because... Bruce slept, I think, all of 25 minutes the night before, and he really wasn't feeling too hot. So I just told him, just take the evening off, and we'll come back at it fresh the next day. And of course, now I'm the one dragging coattails today. (laughs) So yeah, that's just how it goes, though. However, tomorrow, tomorrow we are going to do Room 101. Unfortunately, one of our regulars on there will not be able to make it. I spoke with him on the telephone today. Jason from the UK will not be able to make it, but he did assure me that he will make it on the following one. But tomorrow, taking his place will be our sound producer, Brian. He's not been on Room 101 yet, and I spoke to him about it last night, and he was really excited about it. So he's uh, he's looking forward to it. So we're gonna have a uh, we're gonna have a real good time tomorrow. As I said, we will do Room 101 tomorrow. Tomorrow's normally the day when we would do our exclusive. But seeing as how we're doing Room 101 uh, with Marty tomorrow and with Brian tomorrow, we're going to put that out two days early on our Telegram channel just for our Telegram subscribers. However, on Monday, on Monday morning, you will get exactly that same podcast. So if you are not subscribed to us on Telegram, don't worry about it although we would still like for you to subscribe to us over there. Don't worry about it. You will get that exact same podcast on Monday and you will not miss anything. Now, what that will be, it will be a little bit different. It won't be politics related or anything like that. It's it's a break. We we need a break. Uh, and so we're going to uh, do our little, um, our little spin on George Orwell's uh, Room 101. All right. But yeah, that is tomorrow. Today, we're going to focus on uh, a couple of things surrounding... Uh, the agenda that's being played out with uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci and his bosses more specifically. But we're going to get to that in a minute. We're going to lead with this one. John McAfee was found dead in a prison cell in Spain, supposedly, was awaiting extradition to the United States. You know, I've been watching some interviews of this guy for uh, for a good number of years now. I was listening to him about, uh, I want to say it was almost 10 years ago when he was in Belize. And then he went on the run in Belize because he tried to enter, uh, what was it? Uh, he tried to tried to enter the United States Embassy in Belize. His house was raided by uh, the authorities down there. They destroyed about a half million dollars worth of property. They shot his dog uh, and, and all the rest of it, uh, damaged a, a lot of his stuff. And so he said, all right, that's enough of this. So he went into, tried to get into the U.S. Embassy in Belize. And they told him, we have it from the highest authority in the State Department that we are not allowed to let you into the embassy. Well, if you think back about 10 years ago, 
eight, 10 years ago, who was the highest authority at the U.S. State Department was Hillary Clinton. So, yeah, that's and then, of course, he said, you know, th- this is the disclosure he made in a uh, in an interview between him and Donald Trump or between her and Donald Trump about the 2016 election. And he said, I can't support Hillary Clinton for a number of reasons, but that being one of the main ones, when I needed help, I was cut off from it and I had the entire system turned against me. So he went on the run. And that's what he was doing ever since. He was staying on his yacht there for a while. I think that was about all he had left. Mm-hmm. Uh he had just about uh, all of his money taken, pretty much had everybody in the system turned against him. And then, yeah, he really didn't have a whole lot left. So he was arrested and then was facing extradition to the States. And then 24 hours later, he's found dead in a cell. Now, do, do you know, by the way, do you know why he was being um, all of this that was happening? I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Tax evasion. You got to be kidding me. Nope. Uh, that's literally it's tax evasion. Uh, and I believe some kind of crypto, something to do with cryptos. So. I guess he had a whole bunch of cryptocurrencies, a uh, whole bunch of Bitcoin and everything, he said. But then th- that was the, the word on the street. But he openly denied it. He said, I don't have any more. He says, I spent all of it trying to get answers from people, you know, bribe money, I guess. So here's the thing. Was he really killed? He ran around on social media for the last couple of weeks saying, if I get Epstein, I'm, I'm not going to do it myself. So uh, be watching for it. And then that happens. Typically, if you are a person that's at the level he is, like, you know, if, if you have a certain level of status and you openly say these things, typically that'll stop it from happening, typically. But did he really off himself? I, I don't think so. It's just my own personal opinion. I, I don't think so. I, I, I have to agree with you. I don't think he did either. Um, what I would be more apt to believe is um, he either paid someone off or a good actor was able to get a hold of him before um, before he was extradited. So I would be more apt to believe it was uh, something like that. However, that said, the reports that are coming out, the only thing that they're they're saying is the statement, the official statement that was released did not identify him as McGaffey. It just said a 75-year-old citizen, a U.S. citizen awaiting extradition died. So they're not saying exactly who it is. Now, the only one that we know of is him. So, I mean, uh, until we see the body and everything and it's confirmed, uh, obviously, it's not to be believed, in my opinion, um, just because you're dealing with somebody with a lot of money and he's been fighting the system for a while. So... Yeah. And he had a lot to say about a lot of other things, not just uh, people in in certain positions or anything like that. He had a lot, a lot to say about a lot of other things as far as like technology and privacy and things like that. And, yeah. uh, you know, to, to heed the guy's warning, I mean, he was the developer of McAfee antivirus software. That was his product. That was his company. He created that. And actually, one of the interviews I saw from him today, he after that incident in Belize, he uh, donated a lot of laptops to the U.S. government. And in so doing, he put a lot of back doors on all of those laptops. And he was hoping, in his own words, I heard him say this in an interview, in his own words, he was hoping to catch something about his case that he could use and and go after the people that, uh, you know, in the State Department that's made his life pretty much a living hell. But in his own words, he says, I never found anything. So there was nothing I could do uh, with it. So and by that time, you know how government agencies are with their 
uh, hardware. They change that stuff out all the time. So uh, mm-hmm. there, there's a mm-hmm. very short shelf life on a lot of those things. So authorities in Spain say that a judge has ordered a post-mortem examination on the body of John McAfee, a gun-loving anti-virus pioneer. Oh, he's a gun lover. Oh, my goodness. He's, he's a gun lover. He's a cryptocurrency promoter and the occasional politician who died in a cell pending extradition to the United States for allegedly evading millions in unpaid taxes. Yeah, you're right. Real quick, my my, you know how I have a beef against the governments and taxes and everything. Yeah, I don't and like you know the international robbery service any more than you do. Right. Uh, and you know how I say it's literally the government holding a gun to your head? In this case? Um, in this case, literally. I mean... This is the other thing that makes me question it right here. A court spokeswoman for the Catalonia region... Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, that's the region that wants to separate from the European Union and Spain completely. Just saying. They're very independent down there. Said on Thursday that a forensic team would need to perform a toxicology test on McAfee's body to determine the cause of death. And the results could take days or even weeks. You know, they, they just don't know. They, they just don't know. Authorities have said that everything, in, everything at the scene indicated that the 70-year-old tycoon killed himself. The judicial investigation is being handled by a court in Martorell, a town northwest of Barcelona with jurisdiction over the prison where McAfee died. McAfee's Spanish lawyer, Javier Villalaba, said in said the entrepreneur's death had come as a surprise to his wife and other relatives, adding he would seek to get to the bottom of his client's death. Okay. All right. Yeah. So this is all sketchy. Uh, and the reason I say that is he literally just got a tattoo on his arm. That said, schwacked, yeah. saying if I die in prison, it wasn't my doing. I was, it, as we were saying earlier. So he said that, and now he died suicide. And it, it, it almost sounds like the elite telegraphing what they're about to do. It almost like was him telegraphing, saying, uh, "I didn't kill myself. I'm actually, you know, out of here. I, I, I got myself kind, out." You mean somebody. kind of like Epstein when he said to the guards, uh, "Hey, they're trying to kill me." Uh, I, I, yeah, need, yeah. I need you to, to keep an eye on things because they're trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just mm-hmm. I, I, if you didn't hear me, uh, they're trying to kill me. And then he's dead. You, you had the assault attempt uh, a few days before uh, he was killed. Uh, they, they, they assaulted him. Um, yeah. Sell me. And then I saw the uh, I saw the photo of uh, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell, whatever her name is. Uh, I saw the photo of her and she looked like she had a black eye. Now. Don't get me wrong. I believe that that people like that need to be suffering in prison. Don't get me wrong. But you don't do that to somebody in custody. You don't do that. You don't you don't abuse them. Not like that. You, you don't do that. You don't withhold their food. You don't withhold their water, anything like that. You don't take away their bedding materials or whatever. We have a justice system. Let the justice system work. All the times that I took people into my custody, never once did I ever mistreat them ever. You don't do that. You don't do that. You treat them with respect. It's just business. It's not personal. You don't make it personal. The second it becomes personal is the day you need to quit that job. You're there to do a specific job, do your job and have some integrity about yourself. You know, I, I had Agreed. I had people that, yeah, I, I had people that would ask me from time to time, you didn't rough me up when you're taking me into custody. Why not? I said, why would I? This is nothing personal. I, I don't know who you are. This It's just business. So I had some of them even thank me. Because I treated them with some respect. And you know something? When you treat somebody in your custody like that with some respect, when you sit down to do the interview, 
you tend to get a little bit more cooperation out of them. So yeah, you don't mistreat people in your custody, period, end of story. I don't care if you're a, if you're a, a county jail guard, or if you're a state prison guard, or if you're a, a, you know, just a cop out there on the beat, doesn't matter. Now, here's where it gets a little bit more interesting. His lawyer said this. He says, this has been like pouring cold water on the family and his def- and on his defense team. Nobody expected it. He had not said goodbye. Here's the other thing. We had managed to nullify seven of the 10 counts he was accused of. And even so, he was still that dangerous of a person who could be fleeing Spain if he was released. As in, you know, as a question. He was known all over the world. Where could he hide? It's a good point. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So either he was that dangerous, like they literally were that concerned about him and they had to off him, even though he said, I'm not suicidal. And, you know, the the typical uh, when somebody says that, typically they don't, you know, they don't get off, at least publicly anyway. Uh, And yet he was. So maybe he was just that dangerous. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. He doesn't strike me as that. First of all, he doesn't strike me as a nut. He he didn't strike me as somebody that was mentally unstable or or anything like that. He didn't strike me as that type, Uh, though. He might have been a little, you know, a little bit of an acquired taste for people. Okay, fine. You know, he wouldn't do um, he wouldn't do any interviews if he wasn't armed, that kind of stuff. You know, he, he always had a gun on his side. And, you know, I don't blame the guy. I don't blame the guy when you know people in that, you know, at that level. And you turn on them publicly. Yeah, you do need to watch yourself. I, I get it. I get it. He and his wife are always on his yacht with shotguns and AR <laughs> sidearms and everything else. I don't blame you. You know, I, I don't blame you. I mean, hell, these people get hit you with a drone from 20,000 feet. You never know the difference. So yeah. uh, just say exactly. Edward Snowden. Here's another guy that's pissed off the system. Edward Snowden has warned that Julian Assange could be next. Assange is set to be extradited to the United States, you know. Yeah. So here's the thing. If it comes out and it's indeed they were off and, you know, it's it's legit. They they were killed. That should be a, like a clear warning sign to the rest of us that that's how corrupt our State Department is, that that's how corrupt our government is. Are you saying that the State Department is to, is corrupt? What's wrong with you? Yeah, something like that. It's been corrupt for a very long time. You know, I uh, yeah. I had said something to somebody one time about they had asked me, well, what if you uh you know, what if you need to speak to somebody at the American consulate or something like that, because being overseas and all the rest of it. And I said, do you honestly think that I would trust them to send somebody worth a damn from the American consulate from the State Department? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is the same State Department that allowed Benghazi. We left our own people hanging out to dry and to be killed. Not just allowed people to uh, left them hanging, but we were gun smuggling. That's the entire reason Benghazi happened. Yeah. And then, of course, well, you want to turn to the Justice Department? Fast and furious. Gun smuggling. Hello. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Holder. (laughs) Okay. let's get into it. Let's let's get right into it here. Fauci's bosses. Some new evidence has come to light again, as if it does, as if as if I even need to mention this. National Pulse, Raheem Kassam, Natalie Winters again, again. And they are they are absolutely smashing Fauci and his bosses to pieces with some of this reporting that they're doing. And it's it's great stuff. It's great stuff. This is huge. This is huge. I haven't heard this talked about anywhere else except for here. And they've got the receipts to prove it. And we're going to go over those. Fauci's boss has signed research deals with the Chinese Communist military front. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's a little bit of a big story. Just a, just a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. Don't, don't, you, don't you think that should be 
I don't know, uh, front page of like, say, the New York Times or something, you know, world renowned paper like that. Maybe the front page of uh, USA Today or Financial Times, something, something, you know, one of these uh, one of these papers that has a global reach. You would think that something like that would be a an absolute blockbuster of a headline. Well, sort of, because you, you we also talked about DOD was sending True. money to the. So now, effectively, uh, well, it, technically, it was we were we were insinuating this in the beginning when when we were talking about that. The Wuhan lab is authorized and wholly run by the CCP, which includes the military. So our military was literally working with their military. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and academia, too, was, was involved with that because it came from University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, under the leadership of Dr. Francis Collins, that's be, that would be Fauci's boss, for anybody that's wondering, uh, who recently admitted that the U.S. didn't have any control over the Wuhan lab, uh, despite the fact that they funded it. Well, that's what Fauci told or told Senator Kennedy, right? Well, we, yeah. you know, we, we give the money and, well, we, we really don't know uh, what goes on there. Have you ever had anybody lie to you, Dr. Fauci? Uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Didn't hear the question. <laughs> he damn well heard that question loud and clear. Yeah, he knew. He, he, he yeah. knew. It's it's the same thing as that, um, uh, what was it, the, uh, the WHO guy from Canada that was saying, I'm sorry, can I, I missed the question. No, 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 that's okay. Just move on. Yeah, yeah, just move on. Guy's name, I think his name's Bruce, by the way. I'm sure there's no... That's <laughs> true. <Sure. laughs> I think. Well, you heard what he said about 30 minutes into that uh, that briefing that they gave. Oh, uh, if I had COVID, I'd want to be hospitalized in China. Who says that? Who, who, who in the right... Whatever. Okay, let's... I, I don't want to get off track here. The U.S. Mm-hmm. National Institute of Health signed a memorandum of understanding to boost collaboration with the Chinese Communist Party-run scientific organization known as the People's Liberation Army. Mm, that, oh, yeah, that, that's not good. That's not good. Mm-mm. No. Uh, they also found, uh, they also funded several studies conducted by the Wuhan Institute of Virology, including research focused on bat coronaviruses, alongside U.S.-based research groups such as EcoHealth Alliance. Oh, oh. <laughs> we keep hearing that name. Where does yeah, that I know. Do you think there's some kind of a connection there somewhere? I, I don't know. And the, the CEO of that, the, the president and CEO of, of EcoHealth Alliance, just so happens to be one of the lead investigators for the World Health Organization to discover where the origins of the coronavirus came from. He, he was sent to China to, to find out. Conflict of interest, maybe? Just just a little bit, maybe. Yeah, just, just, uh, a, just a little okay. bit. Of course, I heard in the early days that the World Health Organization, when they were sent into China in the very, very early days, the first month or so, uh, do you know where they were when they were sent there to, to find out what was going on? Because Ch- the Chinese Communist Party welcomed them in with open arms. Yeah, of course. Of course. We want to be transparent. We want to tell everybody what's going on. Come on in. Yeah, they were taken to Beijing and they were put up in a five-star hotel and they were given information from the the investigators that China had out there. And then, of course, the WHO was reporting to the rest of the world what they were being told by the investigators in China. That's what was going on. They were put up in a five-star hotel and they were fed the information rather than going in there with an iron fist and, and looking around for themselves. Yeah. Just I, I thought that might be relevant. Are you insinuating China can't be trusted? I'm insinuating that uh, the World Health Organization uh, is bought and paid for. How's that? I, I would insinuate both. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, actually, I saw you, you were talking about that nuclear uh, thing in mm-hmm. uh, t- uh, t- ten. Tengen or whatever it is, the, the nuclear plant down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, we talked about it a couple of times because they yeah, also have yeah. a breeder reactor. Yeah, mm. I was I was looking I was looking at something last night on that reactor from somebody that actually lived in the region for a little while. I was reading up on it. It's incredible. Uh <laughs> if there was a if there was indeed a uh, a real problem with that reactor, there's nothing anyone can do. And that's not because it's inside communist China and it has an iron fist rule by the CCP, that's because that's the only type of reactor like that in the world that exists. The Germans and the French, which uh, uh, the uh, the French company is actually one that's, that actually uh, oversees that, but they're not even allowed in there. Their biggest complaint has always been that they can't get any information out of the CCP so they can figure out what's going on with that reactor. Oh, do you mean to tell me you thought you were going to jump in bed with the CCP and they were going to cooperate with you and work in collaboration with you? Are you people that stupid? Well, they are a- potentially off to a, a very well-known person. Again, another well-known person yeah. in prison. So I don't know. Fair point. But I, to the larger point here about not being able to trust these uh, these types of organizations, criminal enterprises, quite frankly, uh, and that includes our own governments as well, just so we're clear. We're not being biased towards uh, China here. But that type of reactor, there are two other reactors like that that have been in development in France and in Germany for the last, I don't know, 15 years. They've been in development. They've never actually built them. And the reason they've never actually built them because they can't get them to work. They can't get them to, to a level where we have our safety standards to make them safe for operation. They're too unstable. That's why they can't build them here. I just thought I'd like to mention that. What I'm saying is, is China has a they have a, a history of stepping around safety measures and safety protocols and procedures and, and all of that. They have a they have a bad history of that. That gas explosion just a couple of weeks ago in Hubei province, you remember that? Mm-hmm. They killed a hundred and something people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's no problems here. That reactor has a leak currently leaking the radioactive gas. Uh-huh. Um, there's no problem. See, because they keep raising the the safe limits. Yeah. So there's no problem there. <laughs> Until I figured out where it was. It's just south of Macau, which that's where like all the casinos and everything are in China. So if, if you want to, that's like the Monte Carlo of, of China. So if you, if you get to a point where people are falling over with radiation sickness in McCall, then you're probably not going to be able to hide that too much longer. Just saying, right? Just saying. And then, of course, up from there, you've got Hong Kong. Yeah. And then, of course, across the bay there, you got Taiwan. Yeah. All that would be affected. All of it. All the way up into, because the jet stream goes that way. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to waft right up that way. Just the way it goes. So anyway, back to this, I, I get that sidetracked, but. We, we went off on that sidetrack to prove that they step around these procedures and things. Revealed through a recent Freedom of Information Act request, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases director, which is Fauci, has also emailed repeatedly with the organization's vice president, George Gao. Despite the military ties, Collins, Francis, Dr. Francis Collins, who's the director of the NIH, who's Fauci's boss, entered the government's National Institute of Health into joint agreements or into a joint agreement with the NSFC to facilitate cooperation in medical research in 2010. He expressed... 2010? Um, yeah, I, he expre- and I'm, I'm just quoting here. Right? I'm just quoting here. And Google funded that research in 2000 and... Was it 12? 2012? No. Something it was 2012 like uh, or 15. No, it was, I think it was 2012. Oh. Anyway, and I'm just quoting here. 
uh, he notes this in his uh, in his summary. He says he expressed his hope to further push the substantial collaboration between researchers in medical sciences of the two countries by taking the advantage of the NSFC's NIH Memorandum of Understanding. Yeah. So you're going to collaborate with... I think Fauci had it right when he actually just about let it slip. We had a collaboration with some Chinese... Co- I mean, scientists. Yeah. Yeah. No, you had it right the first time, Tony. You had it right the first time. Following a y- The following year, a 16-person delegation from the National Institute of Health, headed by Hugh... Auction close. That's the, the I got to I got to be honest. That's the craziest name I've ever seen. The deputy director of Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Health and Allergy and Infectious Diseases visited Beijing to meet with their Chinese Communist Party counterparts to solidify carrying out the funding of the joint research programs. It's kind of you, you, you people left just a little bit too big of a signature there to find just a little bit. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe maybe they just. And by that, I mean, maybe they are so arrogant, so they, they think themselves so immune to all of this. Maybe they think their their narrative is the right thing to do. Maybe they think the, the things they're doing is, is correct and this is what they should be doing. Uh, maybe they've bought hook, line and sinker, the idea of creating a, a social credit system or the Great Reset. Maybe they bought into that. Maybe Maybe they're truly into it. Difficult to tell. I actually think it's I think it's kind of along the lines of what you're saying. I think it's I think it's arrogance. And I think that they've run around for all these years without getting in trouble. Why not? Right. Why not just go out, go out in the open and do it? Why not? They don't care. What are you going to do? That's it. What are you going to do? They've bought and paid for the Justice Department. They've bought and paid for the State Department. They've bought and paid for the executive, the judicial and the legislative. What are you going to do? They released a press statement. They said 34 projects were selected for joint funding over the meeting that they held. The two sides also held discussions on topics such as priority areas or the next round and evolution and funding mechanisms. Besides a workshop on funding management, uh, besides a workshop on funding management was held following the evaluation session and staff member from both sides shared experience and ideas on issues ranging from peer review process. Uh-huh peer-reviewed paper, meaning we're going to put out studies. We need your people on board with it. You're going to put out studies and we'll be on board with it. That's your issues ranging from the peer review process. Basically, uh, as long as one side puts out research, we have to agree with it. Then we're agreed and it gets put out to the scientific community. That's what passes for science these days. Is that right there? We're killing ourselves through stupidity is what that is. That's not science. That's a consensus that's put together. Science is dynamic. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a. I'm not a, a data analysis statistician kind of person or anything like that. But I can tell you that these types of things, everything that I just mentioned, is ever evolving. It's ever changing. It's dynamic. Nothing is absolute, and that includes the climate. But no, according to this, according to health, according to science, according to climate change, all this stuff is now absolute, and that's the way it is. Absolute stupidity is all it is. And they were also going to discuss uh, funding management, meaning, okay, so who are we going to get to uh, funnel us money, right? Because you can't just do this. It costs a lot of money to do this kind of stuff. So where are we going to get money? Well, let me see. Uh, We can go to, we can create a, we can create a front group. So uh, let's, let's create something and let's just, for the sake of argument, let's just call it um, the Eco Health Alliance. 
And who's stupid enough that we could put in as the head of that thing to who can take the fall if we need him to? Well, we got this guy over here named uh, Peter Daszak. We we can put him up there. We can shower him with lavish frills and everything. Give him a, a nice cushy lifestyle and millions and millions of dollars and then just about anything he wants and fame and and uh, you know government grants and all the rest of it. We can funnel all the money through that. Oh, and we can probably get some other people on board with it, too, uh, to funnel money through that front organization like, oh, I don't know, for example, uh, Google or, well, hell, let's just get the whole Department of Defense involved. Let's get American Academia involved. There's your funding management. The meeting has been highly recognized by both sides as a milestone in collaboration between the NSFC and the NIH. That's, see, that's a milestone. And there's cute little pictures here of all of them. Yeah, they're all standing there in front of the, in front of the Institute there in the... In China. Yeah, it's, it's real nice. So beyond describing itself as a state-owned scientific body that is gilded by uh, President Xi's, uh, Xi Jinping's socialist thoughts with Chinese characteristics for a new era, that would be the Wuhan Institute of Virology, uh, and earnestly implementing the spirit of the party's 19th National Congress, the NSFC has collaborated extensively with the regime's People's Liberation Army. Wait a minute, you're, you're, you're meaning to tell me that the group of people that were put together to collaborate with the National Institute of Health in this uh, joint venture were collaborating with the People's Liberation Army in China? Really? I never would have guessed that. The Natural Science Foundation of China's 2020 funding guidelines identify innovative research in defense and military and civilian integration as receiving preferential funding. Oh, so basically they'll funnel the money where it needs to be funneled to for what research they need done. The foundation also inked a 2016 strategic cooperative agreement with the Science and Technology Committee of the Chinese Communist Party's Central Military Commission. Well, now who's that? That's the regime's paramount military policy-making body. Wow. Annual reports from the NSFC reveal several researchers from the People's Liberation Army-run institutions received millions of dollars in funding, no doubt that came from American taxpayers and American corporations. And I've got the 2016 funding report, annual funding report right here with those sections highlighted. They can also identify over 75 studies funded by the NSFC that were conducted by researchers working for the Chinese communist military run institutions. Studies funded by the NSFC have been conducted by researchers from various branches of the People's Liberation General Hospital, including Wuhan based facilities. Studies conducted by researchers from the Artillery Academy of the P People's Liberation Army and Unit 63880 of the PLA, which is a key military and national base for testing electronic information systems under electromagnetic environments, also got some of that money. And of course, they go on to talk about how they've also explicitly co-sponsored projects right alongside the People's Liberation Army. So is it safe to say by these reports, and it goes on here, is it safe to say at this point that... The collaboration between the NIH, this same counterpart uh, team in China that Fauci was talking about that he almost slipped up on when he said we made we had a collaboration with some Chinese, I mean, scientists. Yeah, that. So is it safe to say, and by the way, they're all working in collaboration with the People's Liberation Army. Is it safe to say that the research that they were carrying out in those labs was 100% in collaboration with the People's Liberation Army, and it could have been part of a biological weapons program? Is it safe to say that? I would, I would say it's safe to say that uh, we should form a committee to uh, investigate treason and start hanging some people, because that's what I think is going on here. 
So yes, I, I would say you 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 are correct in, in saying yeah. that. Yes. Yeah, I concur with you. Uh, th- this is <laughs> this is treason. This is high treason, <laughs> like out in the open. That's what it is. I was trying to dance around that, but you kind of just you kind of just went for the jugular on that one, didn't you? I'm 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 kind of a, a blunt, brash person. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, and, and that's why we love you. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it, and it goes on here to talk about the uh, the collaboration with uh, the Eco Health Alliance, which we already know what the collaboration there was. The Eco Health Alliance was basically it was a slush fund, more or less. That's where they put the money, and then people could draw off of that for these particular things. They would write the papers, they would do the peer. They already had the peer review process set up, and they needed a place for the funding to go through. So you couldn't have anybody directly connected to it. You couldn't have Google tied directly to it. If you just had Google give money. To the Wuhan Institute of Virology, that would be too much of an exposure for them. You can't do that. So you have to run it through a front. It's just like any other money laundering operation. If you're, say, like an organized crime group, you need a front somewhere. You need a shell corporation. You need something on paper that when people start looking into it, they're not going to tie you directly to it. So you have to go around things. And that's what they did here with Eco Health Alliance is they created this this kind of this shell, this this front company to just kind of push money into. So it's it's like, for example, OK, uh, the mob. OK, Let, let's just let's go old school. What would they have? They would have businesses, right? Legitimate businesses, storefronts, all the rest of it. I mean, legit on the up and up, legitimate businesses. Watch The Sopranos. OK, seriously, w- watch The Sopranos. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. That's what it is. You had all that dirty dealing and stuff behind the scenes that went on. You had all the shop talk and everything else that was behind the scenes that no one would see. But you had the mob boss who was involved in waste management. He was involved in the produce store. He was involved in the pork store. He was involved in in cheeses and things like that. But behind the scenes, they were hijacking trucks. But at the same time, they were running strip clubs. So they had legitimate businesses in the forefront and they could never get anything on them. They knew what was going on behind the scenes, law enforcement. They knew what was going on behind the scenes, but still they could never tie them to anything directly. And you eventually get to a point where when you continue to build that network, that you have a window of opportunity to catch those people in the act. If you're trying to catch, if you're trying to bring down an an organized crime network, you have a window of opportunity to actually build a case on them. It could be depending on how fast they're moving and uh, and what their connections are and what kind of network they've built up. Sometimes you have anywhere between two and six years, maybe a couple of years more than that, but usually not anymore after that at all, because they'll eventually get to a point where everything that they will do will be completely out in the open and there's no way you can tie them to anything after a certain amount of time. But these people, these people, they didn't get that far. They got caught with their pants down. And that's what this is. I'm not sure if they had their pants down or if it was uh, like... I still think that they I'm trying to give them a little bit of credit here. I'm trying to give them just a little bit of credit for actually trying to build something, you know, that they could have insulated themselves with. But maybe they didn't. Maybe you're right. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not totally sure. I don't know. The problem that that I'm running into is you're so malevolent that you've gone before the American people, before the world and have said one thing, but for example, you don't need masks. While at the same time, your investments are all in vaccinations and pharmaceuticals and all that stuff. And, PPE. and you're in PPE. And you're saying, well, uh, hydroxychloroquine won't work uh, because, you know, it, there's risks involved with it. Um, I'm sorry, but we, we, we dug into that one and hydroxychloroquine was uh, effective and is effective against COVID-19. 
Um, by the way, it's also off patent, so he doesn't get any money for his investments. So it, it I don't know, I'm, I'm just referencing Fauci here, but you get what I'm saying. Like, how can I you do. have that level of pre-thought, pre-planning, and it and it, it it'd be like they they were caught with their pants down? I think they were orchestrating and organizing all this on purpose. I I, I like I, I don't I don't know. I, I could be. It it could also be the fact that they do need the government, as in they need control of the government in order for them to do this. And I I think maybe they thought they had control of it, and, and maybe they don't have control of it because I, I'm just. Maybe not fully, uh, but they're, they're moving ahead regardless. And I think that's why they're making so many mistakes. Uh, on top of that, you've got all of these uh, uh, all of these bad reactions and all these deaths now that are around these vaccines. And uh, it, they don't care. They, they're moving ahead. They could care less. Maybe you're on to something and, and we'll just throw this idea in. Maybe the Trump situation upset everything and they were not to the point that they had control. But if we would have had a Hillary Clinton in office and had her one or two terms, whatever, they would have had full control after that. Uh, maybe that that's why we're seeing some of the scrambling and everything that they're doing. We're not alone in thinking that. Dr. Fulmish, the guy who's putting together Nuremberg 2.0 against these people, he seems to think pretty much the same thing, that Trump panicked them. Uh, they they got panicked. They They lost four years. Uh, and they thought by him emerging and, of course, the populist movement and the Brexit movement and everything in in Europe, you would have set them back 70 years uh, or more. And so they, they were going to be shut down for at least one to two generations, at least one to two generations, if not for the rest of their, their days. But they were going to lose everything. So they panicked. As far as what happens uh, or what happened in, in Wuhan, look, we've got collaboration. We've got the engineering and all that stuff. All that's on paper, all of it. It's all on paper. It's there. You can convict on that yesterday. But what happened there is, quite frankly, it's a, it's a moot point, in my opinion, because you've got the Western governments that have played that agenda. They've played that card. And now they're so far into this that they can't quit. They can't go back. They can't admit fault. They're stuck. They're in between a rock and a hard place. They're doubling down on the vaccines that don't work. I, I, I saw, um, was it 4,000 people? This is out of, this is out of the le- extremely left-wing Yahoo News yesterday. 4,000 people who got vaccinated in the state of Massachusetts, fully vaccinated, tested positive for COVID-19. So the vaccines and, and all the deaths surrounding them and everything else. The fact is, is that they're playing the agenda. Whatever happened in Wuhan, it's a moot point. doesn't really matter. The fact is, is they're exploiting everything else because of it. If Wuhan isn't in the picture, none of the rest of this stuff works. So whatever happened there in the beginning, whether that was real or whether that was fake, don't know. Don't know. I tend to think that it was real, but it, was, it wasn't as bad as what they said. It's just, it's all been an overblown, uh, well, I, I don't want to say the virus is a hoax because I'm not that, you know, I'm, I'm not to that point. And I don't think I will be because I think it is a real thing. And it, there's something that's, that's bouncing around out there that's killing people that have underlying conditions and all the rest of it. There's something that's doing it. And it's killing people at a uh, uh, at a uh, I don't want to say an alarming rate. But I mean, I don't typically Same see. Rate. Well, yeah, I don't I don't typically see the flu ripping through a nursing home and killing everybody in the nursing home is my point. So 
I'm saying there's something that's out there that's killing older people, but it's been overblown to the population that it doesn't largely affect. Uh, and as, yeah. as far as it goes, the cases that he's building the case on, I think that, you know, a little bit of a tongue twister there, but the cases that he's he's building that case on, that's the real problem is that because if you shut down the testing, then you don't have any cases. And if you don't have any cases, none of the rest of the stuff's going to go on. So yeah, keying it on would that, just be a normal flu. Exactly. Exactly. So if they would just stop all this nonsense, then, you know, this would go away. And, you know, if they if they would just stop and when I I'm talking about when I say they I'm talking about like the the world, at least the Schwabs and and the Davos group and, and all the rest of them, if they would just stop doing what they're doing, if they would just shut up and go away, then I think what they'll find is a lot of these things that they're forcing people to do will naturally happen. You, you'll have the depopulation, but this way to them, it's it's more sinister than that. But you'll have the depopulation. And by that, I mean, you'll eventually get to a point where you'll become so wealthy and so prosperous and so focused on building your society up better, building yourself up better. You won't have kids. Look at the West. We became so prosperous. We became so, hell, fat and happy. Our birth rates have been in decline for well over 15 years well over 15 years. Hell, a lot of Western countries, we don't have the birth rates in order to actually maintain our nations in the long term. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, happening real naturally. Quick. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick before I, I, I forget about it. I, I was just thinking on the um, uh, testing bit, um, but to kind of go back to it a little bit. Uh, testing. Um, uh, looking at it from a political game, just stopping testing obviously would not be accepted by a, a portion of the population. Like you would be able to use it to gin up hysteria. So instead of not testing at all, let's just go to the actual cycle rates that are supposed to be done for these. And it's 20 to 25. If you go to those cycle rates, you're going to effectively have the same thing. And the people would think, oh, we're, 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 uh, you know, beating this. When in reality, we just put the testing back to the normal uh, scales that we use for like the flu and others, instead of using ginned up 20 to 25 cycles means that you have a viral load high enough that you could potentially be contagious. Any, If you increase those cycles past that 25, you are no longer, you don't have a viral load strong enough to spread it. So anyway, just a, just a thought before we get too far from that. No, you're right. It's a, it's a good point. But it, it won't matter, Bruce, because um, this is this is breaking today. Uh, I hate to disappoint you, and I hate to disappoint all the listeners, especially if you're in a country that that hasn't fully opened yet. Uh, especially to our UK listeners, there's a new variant that's this come up. Uh, it's it's just it's just popped yesterday in the last 24 hours, uh, and there are cases uh, in the UK already, uh, and it's it's going to be uh, spreading across uh, Europe, and it's also in the US. Unfortunately, it's the Nepal variant, is what it is. Uh, it's called the Delta Plus because it's not quite to the uh, to the next one, but it's kind of halfway in between there. So yeah, um, and they're they're worried that's that well they're worried that the vaccines won't work on it. That they're worried about that. Of course, the Moderna CEO just came out. Uh, I, I think I read this morning. Of course, he, he said it yesterday, or the day before. There will be a third uh, variant booster available by fourth quarter of this year. Uh, if this were the exclusive, I could tell you where to shove that booster. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, the uh, Nepal Delta Plus, it, I love how they come up with these. Who comes up with these numbers? Who? 
The answer is somebody just sitting at a desk somewhere probably just scribbled this stuff down on a piece of paper and they're putting it out there to make it sound like they're scientifically sophisticated and you're not. It's to make you feel intimidated is all it's meant to do. The Nepal Delta Plus AY.1 COVID variant has been spotted 52 times in the UK. It has spread across three Indian states despite the country's efforts to contain it. The strain carries the K417N mutation, which can make vaccines less effective against it. Huh. Now, why are they pushing vaccines so hard? Have you asked yourself that question? Why are they pushing vaccines so hard? Fauci was out pushing vaccines just a couple of days ago. Why was he pushing vaccines so hard? We played a clip of him here saying it. Why? Well, we figured out why. NBC ran a piece on this on the Today Show just the other day. Take a listen to this. This morning, it's a race against time, getting Johnson & Johnson's one-shot COVID vaccine into more arms before hundreds of thousands, if not millions of doses, expire. As many as 25,000 doses in West Virginia, 60,000 in Arkansas, and 200,000 doses in Ohio are all set to expire by the end of the month. Members of the COVID task force urging states to work with the FDA to see if they can extend the shots three-month shelf life. Our first goal and our first uh, opportunity is that every dose that's been ordered by a governor in a state gets used. Nationwide, nearly half of the more than 21 million doses distributed have not yet been administered. The buildup in part a result of slumping demand for J&J's vaccine after the FDA temporarily paused its use during a safety review. Now states are urging the White House to come up with a plan to redistribute excess and aging J&J shots to areas where demand is higher. It's a precious uh -huh. research across the world, so it would be a pity to see some of it have to go to waste. All lies on President Biden, who's expected to announce an agreement to buy and ship 500 million doses of Pfizer's vaccine to other countries over the next year. A global solution now more important than ever, as the Delta variant, first detected in India, oh, no. is believed to be the most no. infectious by far oh, and quickly spreading Reasons. across the UK. Yeah. It's causing these one-off rare complications like blood clots and gangrene. Oh, you hear this? In some instances. So it, this is a very dangerous situation. Doctors uh -huh. say the fully vaccinated are protected against the new variant, invigorating the push to inoculate the hesitant and not waste a dose as expiration dates loom. Dr. Fauci has said the FDA is currently carefully reviewing the option of extending the expiration date for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Of course, doing so would give states and the Biden administration more time to figure out exactly what to do with those expiring doses. Uh -huh. Savannah. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you hate to see it go to waste. All right, yeah. Miguel, thank you, you hate, very you much. You hate to see that go to waste. You just you hate to see that go to waste. So here's what we're going to do. It. We're going to extend the expiration date. What was it the Chinese Communist Party is doing with the uh, the nuclear radiation levels in China. What what are they doing? Uh, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that was the exact direction I was going to go. <laughs> is, is that you, Chinese Communist Party? What? <laughs> yeah, they're just extending the uh, the expiration date. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, you, you can take a vaccine that's not a vaccine that's three months expired. Yeah, that's okay. It's not approved by the FDA. Yeah, you can do that. That's fine. Did you hear how clever they twisted that around? Uh, th this they made it sound like the variant which isn't actually a variant. They're making it sound like that's causing blood clots and gangrene. No. And it, and various other infections. No. It's the vaccines that are causing the blood clots. 
it's that that's causing the various infections in other in other areas. It's not the variations, inflammation, all kinds of stuff, yeah. man. heart complications, cardiovascular mm-hmm. problems, myocarditis, all the everything, mm-hmm. everything. I saw I saw a tweet from a woman yesterday. She tweeted to AstraZeneca on Twitter and she said, um, I just want to uh, commit suicide. It was really sad to see this, but I mean, she kind of did it to herself. But she said, I can't see properly. My vision has now been permanently altered. Why did you tell me that this thing was safe? And AstraZeneca responded, uh, we're real sorry about that, but uh, we don't discuss uh, issues like that over social media. Uh, if you have any questions, you need to email our website here. And they listed a link. Wow. Yeah. It, it, basically, it was them flipping the bird and saying, yeah, what are you going to do about it? I, again, what are you going to do about it? Let's say you go out and get the vaccine and you have a side effect. You got to live with it. Tough. They, they have immunity. You can't do, you can't sue them. You can't do it like, well, you might ask, is this going to continue on? Well, you got the new variant. Yeah, this this new one that's this come out since that report from NBC. You got the new variant that's out. Is it going to stop there? No. Take a listen to a spokesman for the World Health Organization, Sky News UK, two days ago. That issue of variants is what we are watching uh, all over the world. They are going to go on coming. We will go from Delta to Lambda and then on to the other Greek letters. Uh, That's Uh inevitable. And some of these variants will be troublesome. They will be able to break through the vaccine-related protection in a few people, uh, and that will cause problems. Uh, I'm basically saying variants are going to go on coming. That's part of life. We need to pick them up fast. We need to move quickly if we see them in a a certain location. And we need to build the management of variants into what we call our COVID-ready strategy, uh, which is going to be the pattern for the foreseeable future. Oh, see, it's going to be the pattern for the foreseeable future, meaning it's going to continue on forever and ever and ever. Uh, And if you don't believe that, uh, I've got a sage advisor to the UK government saying exactly that. Uh, How long should... Those procedures go on, asking social distancing and, and everything. How, how long should that go on? Oh, forever. That should just go on forever. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So I want to get to this last part here because I know we're running short on time. I want to get to this last part. This is a video that was put out by the White House, and it's Dr. Anthony Fauci. Oddly enough, this video, now parts of it, they removed parts of it, and then they put it back out, and it still got so much backlash that they just deleted it altogether. But- We got a hold of it before they deleted it. So here it is. Greetings, everyone. My name is Dr. Tony Fauci, and I'm the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at the National Institutes of Health. And I'm here to talk to you today about the Delta variant that causes (laughs) COVID-19. What is the Delta variant? Well, the Delta variant compared to, for example, the original virus that had been circulating very early on last year, the comparison is that it is transmitted much more efficiently, which means the chances of getting infected upon exposure is greater to the dominant variant that we have now in the United States. Who is most at risk? Well, anyone who is not vaccinated is most at risk. Younger people are less likely to be vaccinated. That puts the entire cohort of younger people at greater risk. What does it mean that the CDC has named this variant? Based on the data that this virus transmits more easily and can be more dangerous, 
has been the underlying reason why they've made that change and upgraded it, as it were, to a variant of concern. Are there special precautions that vaccinated people should be taking as well as unvaccinated Vaccinated people? people, even though they're very, very well protected, they still should try as best as possible to avoid congregate settings in which there are a lot of unvaccinated people, particularly oh. if you happen to live in an area where the infection rate is high and the vaccination rate is low. Uh-huh. That's the part they removed, by the way. What level of protection the vaccines The vaccines are over 90% effective, as much as 93, <laughs> 94, 95% effective. So it's really good against getting infected and getting sick at all. And it's very good against protecting you against severe disease that might result in hospitalization. Uh-huh. How do we stop this variant of the virus? Well, there is no doubt about it that the way you stop this Delta variant is to get vaccinated. We are trying to make getting vaccinated as easy as possible. Just go to vaccines.gov and you'll find out exactly what the closest place for you to conveniently get vaccinated is. Thank you. Thank you sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci. Thank you. And I want to thank the White House uh, for putting that out. Bruce, you saw the seal right there at the end. That was their publication. Yeah. Now, they uh, they took that video. They edited it. They first took out the part where he said that you need to segregate yeah, society, that part. They removed that part. And then they put the video back out and it still got so much hate, <laughs> so much backlash that they just deleted it completely. I, I guess they can't. I, I guess they can't uh, see the writing on the wall, uh, politically speaking. This horse is dead and you're still beating it at this point. Who are they talking to? Who's he? Uh, like they made that little video and you, you you get the same thing. Like you notice they had that that uh, wooden xylophone corporate music going on in the background yeah, music, uh, like yeah. they do for World uh, Economic Forum videos, that kind of stuff. Who in the world are these people talking to? When he made that video, when the White House put that out, who are they talking to? All the people that are following their edicts, they've already gotten jabbed. Who are they talking to? That's a good question because um, I, I, I don't I don't know. Like even the people that are woke and everything like they're they're already out there. They've already gotten vaccinated. They're already having problems if they've had problems or and changed their mind or haven't changed their mind. I guess or at wait that for point, the booster. They're, they're so sold or waiting for the booster. So I, I don't really know. I don't know at this point who they're talking to because all the lemmings are already following. The The rest of us aren't lemmings. We're making our decisions based on data. And the data shows that you're full of bovine excrement. So yeah, yeah. So all right. I, yeah, I, I just I, I'm, I'm so tired of it. I, I, I am, am too. I, but I want to know. I was actually thinking about that today. And I, I, I saw that video. I was going over it this morning when it uh, when it was posted. And I, I saw it and I was like, who are they talking to? Who? It's the same thing in the UK. It's the same thing in uh, in Germany and in France. When you, you look at these people, they're all saying the same thing, pretty much. Who are they talking to? You've got the people out there that are lined up. They've already made their decision. If you're out there standing in a line, you've already made your decision. You don't need to be convinced. So uh, who, are, who are you who are you running this marketing campaign for? It, it, you know, the, the thing that stuck out to me with that, um, uh, not just that, but also the segregation bit, um, that... It sounds like the beginnings, the start of, well, you know, the, the cities have been emptied. So uh, why don't why don't we make these nice plastic cities, you know, these these wonderful places to live bubble cities. But you're going to have to be 
Yeah, but you're going to have to be vaccinated and you're going to, but you'll have access to the best jobs and restaurants and the best education, you know, all that you'll, you'll, you'll have access to that, but you're, you're just going to have to get vaccinated regularly, you know, get your boosters and everything, social distance, don't congregate and all that. Yeah. 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 Live in a it maybe a two hundred fifty like square foot uh, domicile. That's if, yeah. if you're a family of four, of course. Yeah, well to do family of four. Yeah, well to uh, do. Yeah. Uh, so all of that seems like the beginnings or one of the methods they could use to try to enact a social credit system. Which uh, to kind of bring it back around, uh, you actually had McGaffey uh, in some of his tweets. I was going back and reading through his tweets. Um, he was actually talking about using social media and tech in general, uh, having uh, agents in, in tech uh, specifically, I, I believe he said, uh, development managers and um, operating uh, systems departments for various uh, software companies. You could have select people in those or- organizations and they could create the systems that you need for social credit. And you, the user, would never know. You would it would be at a fundamental level, like at, the, at the, the very base level of the programming being hidden in there. It looks like it's an innocuous script uh, or, or, or um, the, you know, executable or something. Uh, and you're you're feeding data to them. Um, I, I just I feel like that's the, the road. That's the game they're they're after. Uh, after all the research that we've done and, and everything, it just seems like that's the greater goal is, is a society under their thumb. And again, we'll give you the last word. All right, we are going to have to go. Again, I do want to apologize that we weren't here yesterday. But I, I realized after you had jumped out, Bruce, I did realize that uh, I got very severely sunburned yesterday. And it hit me last night, right about the time after you left. Like this massive headache just smacked me. And I didn't even know I got burned. Like I was outside. I, I got a new, got a new uh, swimming pool pump. I put it in. And I was only out there for like an hour. Man, I got cooked. I look like a lobster. And I, I didn't even notice it. I'm like, why is my back hurt? What, what's going on? I, uh, went, uh, I looked in the mirror and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those those sunburns are great. You're out there doing that. And then oh, yeah. you go in and take a shower and it's like, oh, I got sunburned. I did not oh, realize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got absolutely cooked. Uh, and, and believe me, last night was not a fun night. That That was not a fun night at all. It subsided a little bit today. But anyway, all right, tomorrow, as I said, tomorrow we are doing Room 101. However, it will be for our Telegram subscribers just for the weekend. Those of you who are not subscribed to us on Telegram, you will get it on Monday. It will be out on all of the regular platforms. It'll be out on Spotify. It'll be out on Podbean. It'll be out on Apple, all the rest of wherever you listen to us. It'll be out on all those platforms Monday. So if you want it early, go over to Telegram, get signed up to Telegram, get subscribed to us over there. Search for Dynamic Independence. We're a public channel. We'll pop right up. Click join. You'll be subscribed to us. You will get that podcast two days early if you want to hear it that bad, or you can just wait for it on Monday. That's fine. But uh, yeah, that'll be out first thing on Monday. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we'd appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that will do it for today and this week. So thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a fantastic weekend, and we will see you on Monday.